Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. I'm Mark. I'm Zoe. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share inspiration. We share struggles. We brainstorm solutions. We would love to have you join us. Awesome. So, Actually, Crystal, you want to leave this off? Sure. Yeah. We decided that we wanted to get together and tell you guys about the exciting things that we have been doing in Chula Vista Elementary mm-hmm. School District. All of us are elementary music teachers down there, and we've all built programs from scratch within the last five years. <laughs> and uh, we, we've we gotten to know and love each other really well over the last <laughs> few years in professional development. And it has been a joy and an honor to get to build something from nothing and to change the lives of a couple thousand kids between the four of us. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It is amazing. I think that's what I really love about Chula Vista. Like, we've been working hard down there, but it's really like the camaraderie we have amongst each other. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, Crystal, thanks for having us at your house. Oh, no worries. Thank you, Brian. It's the best. Yeah, my hubby Brian is behind the scenes over here making this podcast happen. So I wanted to get us together, and I felt really, um, really strongly that we needed to record our stories just Mm. while we're in the middle of the building and um, and just kind of introduce the ideas to the world and get it out there that it's possible possible to replicate what we're doing. You know, there's nothing really more powerful than stories that's that's what we have you know it's yes. it's what we grow it's what we learn from our stories and Absolutely. so we're just trying to share ours i argue that that's one of the reasons why we teach also it's not so much that they perfect their musicality but the stories that they bring along be it the musicianship or just hey that was fun that we created a cloud on my foot <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that we'll get later, that later yeah <laughs> Um, so the next few, this is our first episode here for Chaotic Harmony, uh, and we're going to be spending some time interviewing each of us around the table, as well as people outside, as well as talking about different topics, um, about what it's like to be a music educator down in Chula Vista. But today, this being our first episode, we decided to choose Crystal and focus on her. Yay, Crystal. Hi, guys. So Crystal, um... You've already said your name. That's wonderful. I did. Could uh, you explain where are you teaching currently? Sure. I teach um, I teach general music and strings to mm-hmm. K through sixth graders at Finney Elementary School. It's actually a border school, so we're about five miles from the U.S. Mexico border. Um, we have a um, a very underprivileged population, so lots of poverty in our area, um, and our kids are hundred percent free lunch and breakfast at school. Um, we're a Title One school. How long have you been teaching there? Three years, two years full time. Um, I just completed it. We are we're wrapping up our school year mm. as we record right mm. now. So yes, um, yeah. So two years I've been there full time. One year I was split between two school sites. How was that? I know that makes a huge difference being part time yeah. versus full time. How was that? Oh, it's been life changing. I, I went from teaching over a thousand kids at two school sites to getting to know about four hundred, and I get to see them once a week. Whereas before, when I was split between two schools, I got to see every class about once a month. I just remembered uh, your second year when I was at Horace Lincoln after uh-huh. school, um, and your your students walking from Finney to Horace Lincoln with their cellos on the back, Aww. like one what mile, yeah, to to get to Opus. That was that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. So Zoe taught um, an after school music program called Opus at my um, one of my first school sites, and uh, was able to get to know some of my kiddos after school that was really great because you had kind of like you know they caught the bug from you the music bug from you and they were willing to like make that effort and then you just brought that infection fuller yes yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> at um your school site finney so i know you teach general music yes 
What else do you teach? I teach strings. Uh, we have a full set of string instruments. Okay. We, we're a VH1 Save the Music School, mm. so we have a full set of string instruments. They gifted us with violins, violas, and cellos. Um, and we, uh, we have music stands and curriculum from VH1. And uh, then uh, general music is ORF, shulwerk-based. Mm-hmm. So we have a full set of ORF instruments. Awesome. What does a typical day in your classroom look like? Ooh, mm. I, I like to, I like to keep them on their toes. Yeah. So um, I'm a big believer in moving. I don't think I can't sit still. Um, so I like to keep the kids moving from the minute they come over to the room. So um, if it's like kindergarten, first, second grade, we always enter my room singing and dancing. So um, I've now trained my teachers to don't even try to walk into my room. You leave okay. them in the hallway. <laughs> and because there's always a movement activity, we'll swim into my room or we'll walk into a steady beat or we'll be a choo-choo train or, or I'll tell them, get on my bus and we're going to drive the bus into the room. It's really fun. What's been your most exhilarating entrance? Ooh. Well, so there's so many good ones. Sure. Um, I so my my art teacher that I work with is just phenomenal, and she's married to a bluegrass bass player, mm. and um, she has like this knowledge of folk music and rock music that I am just so grateful for because it's expanded my own knowledge in such a big way. So she has this song that she does by the Grateful Dead um, <laughs> that's about a monkey who takes over a train, and it's. Uh, it's awesome and the kids love it so we go in and we're like and I feel like one of the third grade teachers was like isn't that such a great like model for school like the the monkeys take over the train (laughs) and I was like you know we're gonna roll with it so we're we're monkeys like driving a choo-choo train (laughs) it's pretty fantastic who's a music teacher that deeply inspired you today my parents are both uh, musicians, classically trained musicians, and they were my first music teachers. Um, so uh, we were homeschooled one year because we had a cross-country move as a family. We mm. moved from Phoenix, Arizona to Birmingham, Alabama, and it was right in the middle of the school year. So dad um, was a teacher for 25 years. Uh, so he decided to just homeschool us to um, help make that transition easier. Did you live in the, uh, an RV? Like a motorhome? No, we didn't, but we definitely lived in, like, the residence inn for a long time Ooh. while we looked for a house. So we were... How long, if you mind me asking? Oh, I think it was, like, three months. Oh, gosh. We were mm-hmm. real sick of each other. <laughs> that was tight quarters. We made it work, though. I remember, like, that something similar happened to me before. Yeah. And when I sh- you share that to kids, like, oh, you live in a hotel? That's awesome. So, uh, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> for the long term, no. It's yeah, tough. we called it the shoebox. But dad, um, dad was since he was a music, mm-hmm. you know, person. He um, he wanted us to learn an instrument that year, and he hated the recorder, so he bought us uh, penny whistles. <laughs> so okay. because we're Irish heritage, and he used it to teach us about our heritage as well. So cool. I learned the tin whistle. Still have it. Can you play something on it? I don't have it with me, Mark. Well, not currently, but <laughs> yeah. like... Yeah. Well, it's the same fingerings as the recorder, so 100%. Can That's we do post? Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll, we'll layer that over. There we go. <laughs> my sick penny whistle playing. Um, That'll yeah. be the background music for this section. There we go. But then I also have to give a shout out to my middle school band director, Mr. David Allender, in Irondale, Alabama. Um, he was the one who introduced me to a school ensemble. So I started playing saxophone in the sixth grade. I played alto saxophone. Um, all the way through college. So you personally tra- taught during elementary and then middle school. That's when you had a an instructor yeah. in a general sense. Yeah, I attended most of elementary school in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. And uh, I have a very vague memory of having a music teacher one year, but I don't think we went very often. Mm. So, um, And I don't even remember what it uh, what it was that we would have worked on. I think it was in first grade, so it's, it's really not very strong. But um, I, yeah, for the most part, I didn't have a music education in school until middle school. Okay. I find it really interesting how you guys moved 
to different, like, very distinct regions of America. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering if you can recall, like, like differences in your music like what was around you at that those different points in your life yeah definitely yeah. well i was born here in san diego um oh. so i'm a california girl by birth um so san diego then to Birch. alabama to phoenix back. no so oh, san sorry. diego to phoenix arizona okay there we go. and then we moved from phoenix arizona to birmingham alabama and i went to high school in reno nevada totally different universes and my sister yeah. and i talk about how my dad was a minister mm. for a while so um he was a teacher and then he was a minister he's a, he's a creative type so like he, he had a few career switches um, but we, uh, we talk about how we kind of had to learn how to code switch, um, between all those different regions. And I, I think it's, I think it's made me like the, the person I am today for sure. Like just comfortable in, in any state, any setting. Cause we learned really quickly that people are people no matter yeah. where you are and you'll find your, you'll find your friends that you fit. And we've also, we also learned that it doesn't matter where you go. You're still yourself, mm, um, with all of your, your quirks and your flaws and, and the good things about you too. So I, it was a good thing to learn. But anyway, back to the music question. I mean, Alabama is very marching band focused because football's so big. Mm. So right. when we joined the the band program out there, um, that was I mean it was huge. They put a bunch of funding into their music programs um, because of they wanted to have a good marching band. And right. we did. We had a massive marching band when I was in my first year of high school. Do you school. remember how big it was? I think it was like over a hundred, if I remember right. And, uh, and the guy, um, the teacher who was writing the drill for marching band also wrote drill for like University of Alabama as well. So wow. it was legit. Wow. Um, and then, I, then we moved to the middle of nowhere, Nevada. And I mean, nowhere, Dayton, Nevada. There was there's like, it had one stoplight and there were 20 <laughs> people in the band and it was, Downtown. it was kind of a bummer to go from, you know, such a big like army um, out there, um, and it, I just, I, I kind of lived for all state ensembles uh, after we made the move to be in a big band again that could play advanced music and and choir that could could read music and really sing cool stuff. So I got cool experiences, but it was very different. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. That's once again, that's the kind of beginning portion, but now it's in the main mean art development section. Ooh. So Crystal, the ultimate question. What brought you to choosing to be a music educator? I had a vision from an early age that I wanted to teach music. Um, I uh, I had this this notebook that I used to sketch in when I was a kid, and I wanted to. Um, my whole family is like very mission focused. Mm. Uh, there's lots of ministers in the family, lots of teachers, and so I think I I, caught, I just caught that um, from really early, and I sketched out this after school music program that I wanted to start, and I was going to call it like Make a Joyful Noise, and I had it sketched out like how many instruments I was going to need and what the type of stuff we were going to do for the kids, um, and uh, and I I never really lost that vision. Okay, I I believe in the power of music to to give somebody um you know a purpose and a meaning and something to work towards and and i know it helped me focus a lot and find my my family when i was an awkward kid i could always go to band and play and be part of a group and feel successful so i i wanted to pass that on from fifth grade wow so that vision it sounds like it just kind of like came to you and like like you said you wrote it down but um i don't know it's just like I'm I'm curious about like had you like did you take lots of steps was it like a very methodical thing or is it always just kind of like driven from the heart like in this like that moment of 
it, it, think, it definitely wasn't methodical. Yeah. <laughs> so it was or for I'm not a methodical <laughs> kind of person. <laughs> yeah, it was all feeling based for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that is awesome. Thanks. I I feel like I get to see that come alive every day, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's it's really cool. I, I sometimes I walk into the music room and I see the work that I'm doing today and I'm I'm just a little astounded that it's it's exactly what I've always wanted to do. I wow. feel like I'm right in the center of I, my calling, like however you want to put it, it's really cool. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Val, you've been teaching for how long? Because I know you said yeah. Yeah, more than just Finney. You've been teaching for a while. Definitely. That. So I just finished my 11th year of uh, full-time teaching. Congratulations. Thank nice. you. Yeah, it, you could argue it's been longer. I taught private voice for a while, and I okay. taught mommy and me classes after school. But it's been 11 years of work in a classroom. Of those 11 years, what was probably your most exciting moment? Ooh. Just one. Oh, I know. That's so hard. Um, you know, I... I was so excited uh, after we first got our instruments from VH1 because um, you you guys all know like we we've started these music programs that we've been building from nothing and mm-hmm. this I, I've actually now built three music programs from nothing. That's um, ra- that's radical. <laughs> we're, well, we're in this we're in this music education desert yeah. down here in in Southern California. They they axed music in the schools in the 1980s, and mm-hmm. so a lot of the places down here haven't seen a music education program for 30 40 years. And uh, everywhere that I've ever taught, um, for some reason, the administration has decided to start a program um, and uh, and give it a shot, but they don't have a lot to throw at it. Yeah. And so when I came to Finney, we didn't have any instruments, we didn't have any curriculum, we had nothing. And then we got the VH1 Save the Music grant. And, oh my gosh. The shout day- out to VH1. Yeah. Shout Save the out music. to VH1. <laughs> And the the lives that they're changing by the by the gift of those instruments. The the day they arrived, like the kids tore the plastic off of them and Aww. and held them for the first time, That's and it right. was like Christmas morning. Aww. It was so good. And then three months later, um, being on stage and holding their instruments and watching the families just, you know, burst with pride right. at seeing their kids. And I one of my one of my most difficult kiddos um, who had told me that he was not going to come to the concert that mm. night because he was just too cool um, <laughs> was front and center holding mm. his violin and mama was in the front row taking pictures and putting him on Facebook because she was so proud and it it was really neat to see that. I was like, oh, he can stand up straight. <laughs> three, mu- three months from receiving the instruments to... Well, yeah, I mean, we weren't less. playing anything groundbreaking. Sure, we yeah. were playing the Just dad's song, you know, D-A-B. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm sure the parents loved it. They totally loved yeah. it. And the cool thing about the books that they sent us um, was that they came with backtracks. So, mm. um, you know, the kids are just pizzicato all day long on their open DNA strings, but um, put to, to a cool, you know, rock beat. Mm-hmm. We sounded all right. The kids liked it and they really felt like they were playing something. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, props to you for getting to 11 years yeah. of perseverance and teaching. Props to everyone here for <laughs> sticking with teaching. It's not an easy profession. It's not. No. And But it's definitely wrenching. Yes. Yep. It's not. Yeah. And I, I love what I do. I almost left teaching um, three years ago. Wow. I, um, what happened? Well, I had a wall. Um, it's hard to support a family in Southern California on an sure. elementary music teacher's salary. And then back in back then, I couldn't find full-time work. So I was a part-time music teacher and just trying to piece it together. And I have two little boys and um, just trying to find somewhere where I could have, you know, benefits <laughs> yep. and teach. it. I got tired of the battle and I got tired of staying after school for hours and hours teaching all of these after-school programs and um and it was it was really difficult 
difficult. I was burned out. I didn't have anything left for my kids at the end of the day. And I had decided that I was going to leave the teaching field and was in classes to become a computer programmer. And, uh, and then I met up with my master teacher from student teaching and she introduced me to Lauren. Lauren so, Shelton is. Yeah. She's our FAPA coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. For the district. I'm glad you did leave. Yeah, Thanks. Me too. Yeah. Yep. I, mean, I we wouldn't I have a place even. to do this here. So <laughs> that's true. Really this podcast the main reason, actually. But I'm astounded at what's happened though in the last three years to go from being in classes learning how to code in Ruby to um, <laughs> what wow. are we doing? You wow. know, and it, and I get to to show up every day, and I'm excited to be at work. I'm actually sad my classroom's empty right now. Mm. I, I want it full of kids making noise. Yeah. Can you recall uh, a year or a time where you just felt like these are a lot of growing pains and this Mm -hmm. is like, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing, but this is what I'm trying? Yeah, the first year in Chula Vista for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I was so full of self-doubt that year because I I had just come off of this, you know, point of burnout. Wow. Um, And then I'm teaching a thousand kids in two schools. Mm. um, And one of the school sites I was teaching in the cafeteria. Oh, wow. Yeah, so kids are, like, going through getting lunch. Like, we start smelling oh, lunch no. at 10 a.m. when they start cooking it. And it was loud, and there were there were no materials. So I went to Ikea. I bought plastic cups. I had chopsticks from the local Chinese food place down the street. Um, those were our rhythm sticks for a while. Creative. <laughs> 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 I went to work. Goodwill. I bought scarves. You know, it was, yeah, we did. We made it work. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, was nerve-wracking because I knew... Um, the dreams that you know Lauren had for what she wanted to build and and uh, how much she talked up music education in the district and so I kind of felt that you know we here's here's this experiment that we're trying here's this thing that we really mm-hmm. hope succeed <laughs> yeah. um, but we're trying to make something out of nothing I and and I just faced from the kids like you want me to do what. <laughs> <laughs> You, know you want I mean? me to sing? You want me what? to sing? <laughs> Wait, are you nuts? Who are you? Well, I remember playing children's music for them for the first time, like age-appropriate music, mm. and they would laugh. Yeah. Because they'd never heard it before. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. They only heard, like, hip-hop and exactly. rap. Yeah. Shifting that culture is a big, big boulder to push. Yeah. It's a big boulder. Yes. I think, that, but going back to what you said earlier about, you know, Lauren being that, that drive, I think that's one of the coolest things about being in Chula Vista, you have a, a, not just Lauren Shelton, but all of us four here, plus the multitude of teachers. Yeah. I remember going to my first meeting, and oh my gosh, it's like, I have so much to learn, and I have so much I want to give because of the push from around us. And that's one thing that's been really inspiring about Chula Vista down here. I think one of the cool things about Chula Vista is it's not competition, it's community. Very yeah. much so. And it's, totally. it's never been competition. And I think that just is one of the things that, as a community, we've just never, you know, valued is, oh, well, my program's better than your program. Yeah. And that we recognize that it's learning, and it's trying, and it's just, it's failing, and it's succeeding, mm-hmm. and we celebrate in that success, and I think that's a really cool thing. Definitely. Everybody's very kid-centered. Yeah. And that's where it should be. You know, the focus is on the kids and what's the quality of the education we can give them. And Mm. it's a lot less about our, you know, our own individual selves. And I love that. It's really collaborative. And I went from being all alone and trying to pull a program off off the ground at a private school and being the only weird music teacher I knew (laughs) um, (laughs) um, to walking into that that very first meeting at Chula Vista and seeing all these friendly faces Mm. with people who were on the same mission. It was really neat. I'm remembering in that first year when we were all getting to know each other and like our monthly meetings, um, maybe it was in the winter time, you kind of demoed, shared Mm -hmm. some scarf 
songs oh, yeah. and maybe a puppet. Was it Tchaikovsky? Song? I that you did it oh with? man, yeah. I don't remember the exact Wild one. Wildfire flowers. Can we open them up? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But I do remember, like, I think I was sitting next to Sandra, and at the end, um, or it was probably during because it's Sandra. We were probably talking <laughs> while you were presenting. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but God. we were both like, she's really special, mm-hmm. and like, Aww. it's it's so fascinating getting to know your story now because like I felt like a like this spiritual element i was like you know it's like it's like we're in church or something but oh, like thanks, no seriously like you really have that ability to like connect this mm-hmm. to the spirit and i i think your kids are super lucky to have you in their life and okay. oh and i did have a question okay um so uh i'm wondering how do you like incorporate your your sense of um like art making like your artistry into your teaching Mm. i never put anything in front of the kids that i don't personally enjoy because i think the whole purpose of music and art is to love them (laughs) (laughs) they should make you feel something um and uh and so i want my room to be a place where we we make beautiful things and i know that the kids taste is going to differ from mine um but I, I guess that's how um i i like to make sure that we're hitting as many senses as possible and I have ADHD, so I um, I find my attention uh, gets snapped up pretty quickly. Um, and if I am not engaged with multiple senses at the same time, and I'm not moving enough, I my mind wanders. So <laughs> no, they feel the same yeah. way, you know. I'm not gonna like stand there and talk at them. Um, so I, I guess if that makes sense, that's that's how I just I I start with what feels good really, mm. um, and and I off, I find that if it's really robust and and I'm switching up composers and you know um, time periods of, of music and um, and different giving them different textures to play with and uh, and adding lots of different movement that we pretty easily hit all the standards that we need to hit yeah mm. you know well because you're like a saxophonist you're a mm-hmm. singer mm-hmm. um like musical theater yes yeah a bit. yeah and i'm a trained musical theater singer so i'm wondering do you ever like do you show your students like that like do you perform for them i i like to surprise them sometimes like <laughs> i think the other day i uh this kid um was just being a real downer sixth grader you know like, yes just poo-pooing all over my gorgeous <laughs> lesson plan. I don't believe that. I, I, no. I, I, I looked at him and I took my baton because we were in strings and I pointed at him and I said, don't tell me not to live. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I sing, don't, who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? <laughs> and, That's awesome. and I got a standing out. So I don't like perform for them, but I, it's nice to just bust it out sometimes and be like, don't mess with me. Wow. You, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, and just remind them. Just anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you touched this already, but just to mm-hmm. center this all together, because um, everyone has a different philosophy of how you should teach music. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, like, what would you define as a successful music classroom? Mm, one where everybody belongs. Um, mm. One where everybody feels completely and utterly safe to be themselves. Um, and free from uh, any worry that anyone's going to laugh at them for expressing them themselves artistically, um, and uh, and one that challenges them and gets them out of their comfort zone. So 
um, you have to start from a place of, of emotional safety in order to get to the challenge. And I don't think growth academically or artistically can occur without safety. So, um, I mean, emotional safety for me is first and foremost, and obviously physical safety. Sure. And I, I drill like, um, we're going to stand in a circle. We're going to get in a line. We're going to evenly space ourselves. We're going to gently bump each other's fists so that we know that we have enough space to, to do our dance moves without hitting someone in the face. We're going to hold our rhythm sticks correctly so they don't go flying out of our hands. You know, physical mm-hmm. safety first, but emotional safety more. And it's one of my rules. No put downs ever. And they know that they're in for a sermon from Mrs. Pridmore at recess if they do. <laughs> Reverend Sermon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't you don't put people down. Sure. Yeah. We lift each other up. Yep. Yeah. Like that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Crystal. Um, we're going to segue into the next section. We are going mm-hmm. through a really thick portion. Now we're going to more light portion or Bring on. a lightning round. Spiccato. Oh, I have one. You have one. I do. So can you explain, please explain, Crystal, uh, what is Spicato? So it is the lightning round, and we've decided, we've we've come up with some different ideas. So we can either ask each other questions to answer, um, and you have to come up with as quick an answer as possible. Mm -hmm. Or I suggested maybe we should each bring in some silly things that we've used in our music room. And before revealing how we use it in our music room, go around quickly, and you can say how you would use it. So are you ready for this? I am ready. Okay, so I am going to preface this by saying that I rescued this out of the on its way to the dumpster pile a couple months ago, and I've had a lot of fun with it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So for our audio listeners, can you explain what is in front of us, Crystal? (laughs) (laughs) This is a giant human (laughs) jaw (laughs) Uh, and a toothbrush. <laughs> so what do you do with it? Or what should we do with it? Okay, so I'll go pass so, this around. Okay. So how do you think you would use this in your music room? Um, I think that you would get a set of googly eyes. <laughs> you throw it on top of this bad boy and he just talks. Uh, okay. <laughs> I like that. Yep. I like it. That's how I do. So you basically turn it into a puppet. Yeah, it would be... And I love puppets. It would be a puppet. I would go farther, actually, because we have both... Cause we both ate. Oh gosh! For the record, it's upside down. The big teeth go on top. <laughs> you know what? Don't judge this. <laughs> no, he's got this a fierce mouth? underbite. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a severe underbite. Um, using this as fight. kind of like a sense of imitation. Uh-huh. So, Mr. Mouth Mouth Face Face oh, be singing. It's a really good name, John. And the toothbrush <laughs> would be facing towards Mr. Mouth Mouth Face Face. Uh-huh. And when it's their turn to sing, they sing back. The, oh. And so the toothbrush would serve as a sense of. Whose turn is it to sing? Got it. Toothbrush pointing to me, my turn. Toothbrush pointing to you, exactly. your and turn. And then afterwards, make sure you just like brush in yeah. circular motion. All mm. the plaque. All plaque. Yep. Two so, minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> my like toothbrush is a two minute toothbrush. That, that, that's a good standard. Oh, got it. Yeah, my- I always heard you have to sing happy birthday. Oh, that's, that's washing, washing hands. hands. Just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, my first thought was just like sleigh ride of the... <laughs> You know, that one instrument, that the one cue, stick. but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but it doesn't quite make the... No, it needs to be flatter. <laughs> what if you turn it the other way? No, like... But like what do you mean, this way? Yeah. Oh, oh, there we go. Yeah, there, we go. there we go. That would work. No, okay, it's that's terrifying. Lovely. Crystal, share us your, okay. uh, your special So, um, when I was at, uh, at the National Orf Conference back in November, um, we were doing some movement in, uh, I believe it was Paul Krabari's session, and he talked about how 
um, when he was teaching pole for the Laban movement mm-hmm. effort, he um, felt uh, like he was more successful with it once somebody said, pretend like you have a hook on yourself and you're being pulled okay. and that sorry to me was scary and then like <laughs> and the rest of your body follows Ooh. and then you get a much more effective visual okay. pull huh. so i was telling that to the kids and making this bite them gently ah. and pulling them across the room we Mrs. had a lot Pridmore, of fun why are all your kids biting each other <laughs> mrs Pridmore, why do our students have now tears in their clothes <laughs> oh my goodness also i got so excited when That's you said really cool. paul krabari uh-huh isn't he coming he is oh we gosh. just won so i'm taking over as president of the san diego american orbital work association yeah, chapter and we just won the um the national auction yep to have Paul Kribari come present for us. Well done. Yeah, I'm very awesome. excited. We're very excited to welcome him to San Diego. You're going to love it, Paul. You're never going to want to leave. Also, everyone should come to our ORF workshops. Yes. Because <laughs> they're great. They are great. We have a lot of fun. Awesome. Round of the week. We do have a round of the week. Um, I taught this to my kids, um, and I'm pleased to report that four kids got it, and they were the only ones. The rest of them were like, I don't get why it's funny. But anyway, here it goes. <laughs> outside, outside of a dog, a book is man's best friend indeed. Inside, inside of a dog, it's much too dark, too dark to read. I was listening to Melodic Planet. I missed the joke. Outside of a dog. Sing it again. Sing it. Outside, outside of a dog, a book is man's best friend indeed. Inside, inside of a dog, it's much too dark, too dark to read. Is this like a magic school bus type situation where you're yeah. inside of a dog? dog? Yeah. Yeah, they shrunk okay. us all into like a little It's bus. a play on words. <laughs> outside of a dog. A book is man's best friend indeed. Inside of a dog, it's much too dark to read. I like. You want to yeah. try this out? It's pretty. It's a long run on sentence, but we got this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking about the first time. It's like a run on sentence. Oh my gosh. All right. Cool words. Um, How about just me against y'all? Cool. We can move okay. line by line in a call and response. Mm-hmm. Cool. Outside, outside of a dog. Outside, outside of a dog. A book is man's best friend indeed. A book is man's best friend indeed. Inside, inside of a dog. Inside, inside of a dog. It's much too dark, too dark to read. It's much too dark, too dark to read. What do you think? That is funny. (laughs) (laughs) So let's sing it all the way through, and then we'll try it around. Let's try. Okay, once together, and then once me against all three of you, okay? Cool. Okay, let's go. Outside, outside of a dog, a book is man's best friend indeed. Inside, inside of a dog, it's much too dark, too dark to read. Outside, outside of a dog, a book is man's best friend indeed. Outside, outside of a dog, a book is man's best friend indeed. Inside, inside of a dog, it's much too dark, too dark to read.
too dark to read. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> See, singing is just about having fun. It's not about being perfect. Exactly. Yes. Awesome. Well, Crystal, thank you for not just being here, but also hosting us. You got it. Um, uh, first off, before we end off, is there a coda section? Um, I want to st- ask, what are you guys doing right now? Mm-hmm. So start with you, Mark. Why not? I'm still teaching. All of you guys like are starting on summer break, yes, and I still are. got another week. Um, look, <laughs> our school got modernized, and so I had a longer summer, okay. which honestly was pretty terrible. Oh. I was going crazy. Um, while y'all were back in school using your ARF stuff, I was sitting at home and like... <laughs> <laughs> you were helping anyway, some of us out. Working on your tan. Yeah, we appreciate well, it. But I'm currently just kind of wrapping up the year. We just had three fairly large events within the span of like three weeks. Okay. And so my classroom has been just a tornado and I haven't had a chance to like get it clean and organized. So this upcoming week, I don't have students because it's last week and everyone's gone on field trips and everything like that. So I'll be doing inventory, cleaning instruments and prepping my instruments for ORF level training down in san diego so that's what i'm working on nice cool. yep. mm-hmm. and since the three of us are on we just started summer break mm-hmm. um how about Must change the nice. question up a bit you'll get there you'll get there <laughs> what uh what musical activities either for education or for your own personal benefit are you doing right now for the world you plan to do over summer break mm-hmm. well we're taking a trip to hawaii in a week and uh we have a tour of an ukulele factory nice. what? Cool. Yeah, so I'm pretty awesome. excited Which about one? that. Um, I don't remember. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> but we're very excited. The about small it. ones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so yep. we're gonna go see how ukuleles are made. Take a lot of pictures. Learn some tunes. Cool, cool. cool. It'll be great. Cool. Zoe, how about you? Well, so I'm a little bit sad because I'm not going to be joining you guys in ORF Level 3, but for good reason, my brother, my only brother is getting married in Spain, Ooh. and I, like the true nerd I am, I was um, looking at professional development, you know, things and the different newsletters that appear in your inbox. Keith Terry will be in spain the same no time no way. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing, yeah he's doing a workshop in uh san sebastian two days after my brother's wedding oh my so gosh like, are you going go? that's great yes you 100 i think you totally go. should yeah i'm i'm considering do it yeah. i use his stuff all the time we're actually uh incorporating uh keith's rhythm of math curriculum next year it is in so third grade i'm wait is this the kind that i missed yeah <sighs> You missed. You should just come to San Sebastian. Yeah, no, okay. you should take level three. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> As for me, uh, I focus so much on education that this summer I really want to focus on just the performance aspect of music. So I'll just be recording songs that either my brother and I wrote or just covers and just for sake of music, not being the sake for work, but being the sake for expression. So. I like That's it. what my plan is. Nice. Cool. Good. Gotta feed your soul. Mm-hmm. Gotta mm-hmm. feed my soul. Got to. Before we end off, where can we find y'all, Mark? You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Mr. Keemer, K-E-E-H-M-E-R. There you will find lots of pictures and videos of my classroom. Mr. M-R, correct. Not M-I-S-T-E-R. It's you M-R. can try M-I-S-T-E-R okay. see what you find, but you won't find me. <laughs> cool. Yes, M-R. <gasps> Crystal, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Finny Vapa, and uh, you can find me um, uh, at www.crystalpridmore.com. Awesome. Nice. I'm at uh, Ms. Kumagai. And I am at Mr. Seligman, M-R-S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N. Like Mark, you can see the bunch of stuff that I post with my students or just random music stuff. 
Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore, Jonathan Seligman, Zoe Kumagai, and Mark Kamer. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com.